that one shift changed my life forever. I quit the police and I started asking myself what I actually wanted in life. Please be aware this episode contains mention of suicide. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. All right, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am so excited and I'm not going to apologize for saying that every time because I do say it every time, but I am very excited. Today, we have our first solo male guest. So thank you, Rob, for being the, the icebreaker for the podcast. <laughs> well, no, no, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. I'm the, the first solo one. So yeah, let's see, let's see how it goes. Hopefully not your last <laughs> solo one. So. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> and um, for a little bit of context, Rob is actually the partner to Kagan, who was on our September 28th episode. I did want to say that because they do produce a wellness magazine together that people should definitely be checking out. So yeah, thank you for coming on, Rob. It's awesome to have you here. No, thanks so much for having me. And hopefully you'll get good points of view from myself and hopefully there'll be different to Kagan's in the last one. And <laughs> if it's not, hopefully it's similar enough that people know that we're partners. <laughs> but yeah. So would you start by telling us all a little bit about yourself? Yeah, no worries. So I'm I'm Rob, obviously. Um I'm 30 years old. I'm someone who's very passionate about mental health and well-being. As Anna's just mentioned, by uh, releasing the well-being magazine with my partner Keegan. So that's something that I've always been very passionate about, especially mental health side of it. I'm a qualified mental health first aider. I'm someone who loves to travel, loves to be mischievous. I'm always up to something, always go from one thing to another. And I love exploring life. I love learning new things. I love doing new things, always keeping my mind and my body active. And um, I'm a very driven person, someone who's also very spontaneous. I don't have any plans for the day, but then all of a sudden my day can be filled up so easily and it will just make last minute plans. That's a wee bit about me and my personality. And that probably already feeds into a little bit by why I want to go child free, but we can touch on those later. <laughs> yeah. So how did you come to the decision to be child free? So when I was younger, obviously I'm saying I'm 30 years old now, but when I was younger, early 20s, I'm not sure if this is something different for males than I was females, but I've just never... I never even thought about kids. It was, I can't say here in the podcast that I always knew I didn't want to be child free because that'd be a lie because I just never knew. I didn't have the opinion whether I wanted children or not. I just didn't think about it. So I never thought, oh, I want children. But I also never thought I didn't want children. It didn't compute with me that that was something that I cared enough about to make that decision. So in my early 20s and all, it just never really crossed my mind that, oh, soon enough, I will potentially have to make that decision or whatever. And yes, you would get people saying to you, oh, you're going to, when you're older, maybe you'll have children and stuff. And I was like, all right, yeah. But I was able just to brush it off because I just think I'm not older, so I don't need to make the decision. <laughs> but when I was in early 20s and all, I just was loving my life and I didn't have to think about the, that responsibility of do I need to decide about wanting children or not and it wasn't until recently actually um, when I was 27 years old 
I was in the police force for five years. And when I was 27, I decided to leave the police. In 2019, my last shift, I witnessed a suicide in front of me. My colleague at the time, who I was working with, and myself were first on the scene. And we unfortunately couldn't get near to him, the person. And unfortunately, we watched him pass away in front of us and we couldn't do anything about it. And four hours after that, my colleague on shift actually had a heart attack and passed away. And it was that last shift which affected me mentally and physically, but it just made me, it just changed my life. And that one shift changed my life forever. I quit the police and I started asking myself what I actually wanted in life. And all of a sudden, life became a lot more... I felt like the decisions came at me at that point in my life where I just felt like I needed to make up what I actually wanted my life to look like. Because my colleague, he was 29 years in the police, one year left to retirement. And I looked at that and I thought, I didn't want to be like that. And I didn't enjoy my life at that time. I didn't enjoy the job, didn't enjoy a lot of the things that was happening in my life. So I knew, right, I need to make changes. And I made the changes and... I actually started then thinking, what do I want in my life? Not what do I think people want me to have in my life? Because so many people would say to me, oh, you've got a great job. It's easy for them to say that they're not the ones doing it. But Mm. so I had time off and I was actually uh, dealing with a knee injury, which was actually manifested because of my mental health at the time, my deterioration of my mental health. And I have struggled to walk. So I was actually... I was, I felt myself quite isolated at the time because I wasn't able to do a lot. I was at my house sitting by myself and with my own thoughts. So that then kind of started the ball rolling of who do I want to be and what do I want in my life? So I changed my career. I changed other things in my life and sold my house and everything. And, and then I realized, wait a minute, do I, what will be children? What, what's, what's that going to look like for me? Because my brother just announced they, they were expecting their their first child oh, wow. and so I thought to myself right what do I want and it was the first time I probably sat down with myself and thought what actually do I want in my life in terms of children and I knew straight away that I enjoyed my life while I was traveling that's what I enjoyed most and I enjoyed being spontaneous I enjoyed being carefree I say carefree. You know, there was enough care in terms of work and bills and stuff, but you know, carefree in terms of I just had to look after myself, and I enjoyed doing that. And that spontaneity of myself, just I wanted that to remain in my life, not just in my twenties. And that was really the turning point for me of when I decided children would result in me not having the life I want to live, and would also then start impacting my personality and it's interesting you asked me initially you know tell me a wee bit about yourself at the beginning and I say that I'm spontaneous and I'm driven and stuff and that's important at this point because when I started thinking who I am as a person those things were the tick boxes of this this is who I am and that's who I wanted to be going forward to I always wanted to be a driven person I'm passionate about mental health I want to make differences in the world and I love being spontaneous I love just doing things when I want to do it. Those in my mind do not go hand in hand with children and it would therefore change who I actually am and who I wanted to be. Therefore, it was it was a no-brainer, no-brainer in, in the slightest. And people might say, oh, you can't say that. Sure, you had to think a lot about it. As soon as I thought about these things, it was the quickest and easiest decision I'll ever make in my life. 
Yeah. Wow. That's really powerful. And it sounds like you, you know, were going along living your life and then had this really kind of hard, traumatic wake up call with that experience in 2019. And and from there, sort of reevaluated everything or maybe really evaluated everything. And completely. Completely. And as you said, I didn't, I just was going around my life carefree. I was just living my life and I wasn't thinking about it. And I was probably what a lot of people do in society where I just thought I live for my days off. This is work. I just need to get on with it. And, you know, you go from paycheck to paycheck. And I just thought I needed to change something in my life. And, you know, work was a big part of that. And it did make a lot of changes to me in my life. And I was becoming somebody else in my employment too. I just It just changed me as a person. Yeah. So I wasn't thinking about responsibilities. I wasn't thinking about the future. I was just going from day to day. And it was not until that traumatic incident on my last shift, which actually then realigned my beliefs, my values and what I actually wanted in life. So yeah, it was was definitely life changing. Yeah. And also like credit to you for being able to step back and, you know, examine things and figure out what your values were and what you wanted for your life. Yeah. And it's not easy. And that's the thing. I think that's why a lot of people probably don't do it it's not easy and you have to be confronted with some harsh truths about maybe where your life is and who you were maybe becoming and I had to accept those harsh truths and it wasn't nice but I needed to do it to then become the person I am today and to make the changes in my life what I wanted so it was difficult I firmly believe that I was given that opportunity unfortunately because that last day but I was given that opportunity because my body told me that I need to stop and physically it made me stop. I could not barely walk for yeah. a few months and I really struggled. That was me for about five months. So that was a lot of, a lot of time to reflect and analyze about my life and who I am as a person and what made me tick. And as I said, the harsh truths came, but I was able to, to take them on board and use them to make changes. And that's what I did. Yeah. Was there anything that helped facilitate that process for you? Was it mostly just an internal examination or did were there resources or tools that you used? I've always been a very reflective and analytical person. Sometimes to my detriment, I reflect too much on things, but it was just something that I knew I had to do because I was unhappy. My, as I was so unhappy in my life that I was suffering from depression, anxiety. Obviously that last shift, that was just the straw that broke the camel's back that was a traumatic incident but one of many traumatic incidents that I had dealt with in the police but I had never dealt with them properly so I know people might say there must be something but I honestly just reflected on who I wanted to be I had the time and you know the only company I had was me so I I had to to think what did I want to do next and my body allowed me to do that I didn't have any of the resources that you know, this is another reason for the the well-being magazine that we want. We want to have resources out there so that people can read stuff and maybe reflect on their life and see other people reflect on their lives. But for me, it was just an internal drive. I am such a driven person, motivated person. So it was in that internal drive of wanting to get better and wanting to make changes that they made it happen. That's really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that and for giving us like the context of how you came to this decision, kind of what led up to it. So having made the decision to be child free then, was there any impact or contemplation related to your family structure growing up and how it weighed into this decision? 
Yeah, definitely. I don't think I was the normal family back 30 years ago, where although my mom initially raised me for the first couple of years of my life, my mom was wanting to get back to work and she was a powerful businesswoman and the business side and she wanted to get back out there. And thankfully, my dad, my mom both came to an agreement where my dad would actually go part time and reduce his hours and my mom would then go full time and my dad would actually look after us and me and my brother. So that's what happened. My my structure, my family has been from an early age, my dad, who was being the one who's collecting me from school, who's made me some questionable dinners in, <laughs> in the years. But, you know, he's been the one who's been, been there with the family, doing the family things. And I'm not taking anything away from mom because she was there for the first few years. But when she went back to work and the job that she went into, as I said, she was a powerful businesswoman and that took a lot of her time up. And she was traveling the world with work too. So yet again, when she was away for two weeks at a time, it was me, my brother, my dad. And we we had that we had a great bond and like I absolutely loved my childhood with my dad and and my mum, but you know, my dad was there more. But growing up, I've now realized that for me, that's had an impact on probably how I view children. Because from an early age, I've seen the paternal figure in the family staying home and looking after the children and yes my dad worked but he was predominantly the one who was home for me and my brother when we were younger so seeing that and seeing my brother now having he's now got two children and I feel like he's the one who maybe takes on that responsibility of always being there for the children even though he's got a very stressful job and works a lot of hours so the two male figures in my family my dad and my brother were the ones who have probably had more hands-on with the children than the females. So for me, I've only ever seen that. And I knew how much sacrifice both them have to give to raise a child. I've seen the things that they couldn't do. They couldn't go out with their mates even if they wanted to. They couldn't do all that because they were the ones who me and my brother relied on or post children relied on. So for me, when I made my decision, I've seen it through the eyes of, well, the father's just as culpable raising these children than the mum. You know, it's not just a mum's job. So I think that's had a massive impact on my decision of having no children, that I've seen how much hard work it is from the dad's point of view. And I've seen that it's not just that, you know, so many people, I think, in life, the, the dad may have the, the cushy number where the mom maybe is at home doing the stuff, making the dinners and stuff, but and the dad's life's not really changed. He's the breadwinner or he's out with his friends, whatever. But for me, my mom was the breadwinner. My dad had a great relationship with me and my brother because he was there all the time. And, you know, he, he probably gave up a lot of his life because, you know, he was my best friend growing up. And that's yeah. brilliant. And I absolutely love being able to say that and having that relationship with my dad. But as an adult, I'm not willing to have a child that I'm having to look after and who's solely dependent on me because it was never, it wasn't always easier for my dad. You know, I, I've seen him being quite lonely. And when you only have your two children for company at times, that's not what an adult needs. An adult needs adult company and adult conversation. And, you know, Paul and I, although, you know, we were able to keep my dad company and you know we play games and all my dad it's different it's just different having company with your children than having company with your partner so seeing that has really influenced my decision and I want the relationship and got a relationship with Keegan where that is the 
the priority in my life. I want us to be able to do the things we want to do. I want us both to be driven and both to be able to do stuff with our careers and progress in anything we want to progress in in life. And nothing's going to stop us from doing that. And one of us has to sacrifice and the other one gets to do something else. And But then sometimes someone has to sacrifice. I don't like any of that. I just think, why should any of us have to sacrifice and why should our relationship have to sacrifice? And for me, I think that's had a massive impact on my life. I would say looking at that family structure, seeing that relationship my mom and dad have, although they've been happily married for many, many years. I've seen that a lot of times my dad was lonely because my mom put her career first. Yeah. And yes, she was the breadwinner and that's brilliant because we needed money to come in. But I can see that it would have had an impact on their relationship, just like it had an impact on looking after my brother and I, where my dad was the one who took that responsibility. And I'm so close to my mom too, but I've always felt there's a different relationship there because my dad was like my best friend and was just, I don't know, he was the constant in my life. Yeah. My mom was not necessarily the constant. Right. Wow. That is so interesting to hear, especially like I grew up in a family where my mom was a stay-at-home mom until my dad died. Then she was a single parent for a while. But yeah, and and looking at that too, I I don't want to make the sacrifices. And I don't think for her, maybe it was as much like I I think she was someone who really enjoyed it. But I just look at that and think, no, like I want to be out there doing doing my own thing rather than exactly. Yeah. Giving exactly. up all other facets of my and life. And my and my dad always says he loves raising us. And you know, when people would be looking to, for their friends to play football. My dad would be the first one night with me to play football with all of us. He'd be in amongst it all. I think he was just a big kid himself. <laughs> but yeah, he he probably did have to sacrifice some things. And yeah, I think the relationship side of it would have sacrificed. Although he loved me and my brother and the time we've had I can never underestimate the impact that that's had on my life but it's definitely it's definitely different having a relationship with your children and when one is working so much there is going to be an impact there and as you said I've never I I'm the same I don't want that to have an impact on me and I want to put my life first I want to give back in society I want to do so much in the world I want to travel I want to experience so many things that a child just would just get in the way yeah exactly I completely relate to that <laughs> definitely <laughs> how has it gone with you know like how's your family reacted to you not wanting kids they've been incredible like I can't fault them for anything every so often my mom would say oh but you can change your mind but my dad would be quick enough to say he's not changing his mind. And it's funny because my dad knows me better than anybody apart from Kagan. Um, but he knew that kids wouldn't be for me. And he's, when I said it to him, he said, well, yeah, I can see that I don't blame you because that's not you. So when someone who knows you so well knows that that's not you, it cements that you've made the right decision. Yeah. And my dad always says there's time enough when you're 90 to have children and honestly I believe in it so much I'm like well I I don't want to have them when I'm 90 I'm never gonna have them but (laughs) the point of it is there's so much in life to do and if you do the right things you'll be busy enough and you'll have so many dreams that you can chase and stuff that kids just don't fit in and so many people in life will have children so they can fulfill their children's dreams but 
why not fulfill your own dream? Mm. And I think that's the sad reality of people having children is that their dreams now become their children's dreams and their dreams die when they have children. Maybe that's brutal assessment of it, but I think that's how I feel. And I think if you're going to have children, your dreams die along with it. Yeah, well, it's interesting because there are definitely those instances where some parents do put their unlived dreams on their children. And I think that is its own set of problems and complications. Yeah. <laughs> One where it's said like the parent never even saw that in adulthood, maybe there was a way to fulfill that unlived dream. But also, you know, the pressure that puts on the child because it may not be their dream. And um, sometimes I think they still pursue it because it matters to their parents. Definitely. And I, I felt like that at one point in my life, I was wanting to join the Royal Navy. And that was my dad's dream to join the Royal Navy, but he never uh-huh. did it. And I was doing it. And then I don't know what I just went off the idea as I was getting older but looking back I now know I went off the idea because it wasn't what I wanted it was what right. my dad's dream was it wasn't my dream yeah so, yeah so it's funny you mentioned that it's definitely happened in my life too no that is really interesting so how have you since making this decision are there steps you've taken to solidify your child-free stance <laughs> the vasectomy the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how can we say vasectomy without saying it yeah no as I said in 2020 I made the decision that it was going to be a permanent decision and got the vasectomy and I said my, my family were very supportive I think my brother was probably the most taken aback initially because he was like well why are you doing that but whenever I told him all about it he could not have any arguments and he didn't have any arguments about it he didn't try to sway me either way and my mom would I said every nine and then she's like yeah but you could reverse it and trust me having gone through that that's something I will never reverse it was, <laughs> it was brutal it was brutal for me but no everyone's been everyone's been supportive and it's such a final decision for yeah. me it was such a final decision and it's nice having that support especially my dad he was just brilliant he was like yep too right and as I said he knew that it wasn't my life's purpose anyway he knew that that wasn't going to be my path before yeah. I I even made that decision myself wow um, it was refreshing to see so many people being supportive yeah were there any um you know I know for like I I guess I haven't listened in on as many vasectomy conversations whereas <laughs> I have you know been a part of more um sterilization for women conversations and I know that there are a lot of obstacles that women Mm. can face especially even like at the stage of the doctor being like well what about your future partner that doesn't exist yet or you might change your mind all Mm. these things so I'm curious were there any hurdles that you faced in getting the vasectomy yeah it was it's difficult and I, I just completely disagree why so much there's so much opposition to it from the doctor side I can understand to the extent that you know the psychological stuff where potentially one day you might change your mind or whatever but I think that's I think they cling on to that too much and when someone's coming to them saying I thought about this long and hard they need to understand that this decision's not being taken lightly that everyone's experience are different therefore my experience as I've explained to you earlier, that's not going to be everybody's experience of how they've came to understand why they don't want a vasectomy. So for them to question it, I got actually quite angry about it because I'm I'm the kind of person who doesn't like when people 
questioned me anyway, but um, when the donkey <laughs> was questioning me about this, I got taken aback because because of what happened and I'd revalued my life so much and I am such an analytical person that I just know what I want in my life that I was just so angry that how can somebody who doesn't know me tell me that I shouldn't be doing this when anybody who knows me in my life, whenever I've told them, yes, I've got to say to me, they're like, yeah, I can see that. For someone who doesn't know me to try to almost persuade me not to do it, I yeah, I didn't like it. And it actually came to the point where I was actually quite blunt with the doctor. And I was like, look, I don't care what you say to me. This is happening. I've made my mind up. I've went through these different difficult times in my life, mental health challenges. And I understand now more than ever what I want in my life. And this is it, as in getting a vasectomy is what I want. And no matter what you're going to say to me, I will not listen because I've heard it all. So you basically give it to me or I'll find another way to get it. And although they, you know, they did go through all the questions and stuff, at that point, whenever I did say that to them, they did have no choice. And they're like, okay, right, well, it's booked in then. So I didn't get that much pushback when I got a little bit um, antsy with them, should I say. <laughs> uh, when I got a wee bit annoyed and said, look, this is just, this is happening no matter what. They, yeah, they didn't have much pushback, but I know for personal experience of my family, you know, my brother's talking about it and the doctor's pushing back a lot more than he pushed back with me and asking him, even though my brother's got two children, asking my brother things like, what happens if both your children die? Well, what about them? You might want children then. I just think that's brutal. And unfortunately, I think you need to be brutal with the doctors and in my experience, I, I was brutal with them and that's when they changed their minds. They were like, okay, right, no pushback, right, here you go. But when my brother again asked that, you've got two children and you're getting that kind of pushback, I think it's absolutely ridiculous and it's a disgrace that people out there are questioning what you want to do with your body. It's an absolute joke, in my opinion. Um, so it's not like, you know, you've wandered off the street at 18 and went to the doctors and said, by the way, I want a vasectomy because this is not what I want. You know, I was 28 when I got it. And especially my experiences with the police, I've seen enough in the world. I've had enough hurt in the world. I've had my own experiences that I know what I want in my life. So for them, and my brother's in the police also, for them to have so much pushback for him, I think is quite poor. In general, it's 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 a disgrace that they have such pushback. I can understand to an certain extent that they need to ask questions that, mm-hmm. right, have you thought about this? Fair enough. But I felt like they almost judge and then think, we can change your mind about this, even though that's not their place. It's your body at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And to hear the, I, I don't even know, that is such a cruel thing to ask your your brother what the yeah. doctor said to Mental. them. It just feels totally wrong completely that's the thing they go beyond that boundary isn't it to try to yeah they're, they're trying to push you uh, get reaction out of you to be like oh maybe i haven't i just think that's that's not the right tactics to do i think that's actually quite poor and dis- distasteful yeah yeah absolutely so what would you like to see change in society regarding the way people approach parenthood and how those who don't want kids are perceived I think there needs to be more acceptance that people can make their mind their own mind up and also an acceptance that you're not going to change your mind. If I had a pound for any, or a dollar, maybe for some of your listeners, um, <laughs> for every person who said to me, oh, you'll change your mind when you're older or anything like that, I'd be a millionaire. I actually 
really irritates me when people say that because I think it's so disrespectful when someone says you'll change your mind or that's a bit drastic what you've done I'll tell you what's drastic and it's not that and you know just because it's their perception but these people are not reflective enough to understand that their opinion doesn't need to be everybody else's opinion right <laughs> like I think that especially your parents they do not see life without kids because why would they they've got children but I think they then portray it to be like well we've got children so everyone else must but that's not the way it is there needs to be an acceptance that just because people have children that does not mean it works for everybody everybody's unique I think we're coming to a time now where I think there is a lot more people who aren't having children because of choice and we need to just in society accept it and they're not weird they're not different their their yeah. opinion's not wrong it's just different just like we're all different people so I think that definitely needs to change in society where people just need to be even more accepting and also even more accepting when don't get me wrong yes parents have it hard at times whenever they have children and you know at work they might have to leave work to go get their children or whatever however I think we always need to say to ourselves that they choose that in most uh, situations they choose to be the parents and their life the way they they're living now that is a choice that they've done so maybe we shouldn't be quick to pander towards them and be like right let's make sure that parents get everything handed to them you know like free childcare or whatever or like a nursery or whatever but well, they chose it so if you don't want if you can't afford it don't have children in, in my in my mind don't have them I, I don't want them for also for the financial aspect yeah. I thought about that financial aspect and I thought do I want children to the amount of money that I would have to pay to them no I'm okay thanks and that's yeah. another aspect of it so I just think that there needs to be a wee bit more an acceptance for people who don't want children and an acceptance that they won't change their minds that people can just make a decision and that's that and also just maybe a wee bit more in society where we shouldn't pander to people with children as much as we do and maybe that might be controversial to some people listening but I think we maybe pander to parents a little bit too much well I think that that's a really interesting point because I mean who often gets in the workplace has to pick up the load of the work left by the parent who had to leave early it falls oftentimes to those without kids and is that really fair (laughs) exactly exactly I completely agree and when I was in the police you know maybe a parent had to leave to then go get their child whatever and then I'm left by myself and I'm like, yeah. right, okay, so how's, how's this fair? And right. there needs to be an acceptance. And I know that they, their hands are tied at sometimes, but yes. they've also made that decision and they need to realize that there's consequences and there's going to be difficult times in their life that having children's not going to be <laughs> the best thing. But I don't, I don't think they think enough about it. I think they just think this will be wonderful. And because we as society pander to them enough, they think, well, their lives won't have to get impacted as much. Yeah, I could, could rant about that, but probably <laughs> best we don't. <laughs> but yeah, like there are consequences to the decisions that I think right now, the way things are structured by default fall to those who aren't responsible. I like exactly. child-free people or people without kids. And that doesn't really make sense. There should be other things in place. 
Um, completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. What are your thoughts on the way media portrays life and relationships? So yeah, so for social media and TV and like films and stuff, I think they portray relationships and parenthood in a in a positive light where it's it's going to be good, it's going to be okay, and yes, there's going to be some funny comedies where parenthoods can pass its ups and downs, but end of the day the ending will always be happily ever after family of three four five six whatever that will always be this is brilliant and their bad times they'll laugh about it at the end and their sex life gets better because they put more effort into it that's not life that's just not life just because you have children yes there's going to be ups and downs but doesn't mean your sex life's always going to be better doesn't mean it's going to suffer but i would say nine times out of ten that relationship that you have with your partner suffers and that suffers in so many different aspects whether it's sexually or just intimately where you've got that closeness and the bond they once had i think it becomes like a tech box exercise where oh i got up in the morning so it's your turn now it's like a business transaction with and that needs to be portrayed more in social media especially because i feel like social media people are quick enough to put up their pictures of their children and stuff and be like this is brilliant first day at school or whatever without showing you that before and after shot of the kid having a hissy fit or them arguing with their husband or wife because something didn't work out or they're whatever they've not had sex for six months a year or whatever like that needs to be portrayed more and i say portrayed more it just needs to be more readily available for people who are making decisions about this because whenever you look at how life's portrayed whether it's social media or tv or movies you feel like that's your goal then and there's so many tv shows out there and movies that it's about parents and children and they love to get a break from the children because they don't have a life with the children and you're like but what you're portraying is a life with your kids that's the that's the thing you're portraying you're not portraying about you need time away from the kids you're portraying a life with kids and that has an impact on everybody looking at that because they think that's normal therefore let's normalize with tv shows movies social media parents who sorry parents and people who don't have children who just live in their life and who are in their 30s or 40s or 50s because very rarely you'll see movies where man meets woman or whatever that neither of them have a kid if they're both over 40 right no they'll always have something they always have well, one of them has a child or whatever from previous marriage or whatever it is going to be. So I just think, why do we, they never just meet and they just think, yeah, neither of us have children because that's not what we want. And for me anyway, maybe I'm just not watching these things, but I just feel like there's not enough out there where it's our perspective of, no, we just live our life. We don't need children. It's always the children aspect of a family aspect. They love family and for so many people, family represents children. But, you right. know, for us, family doesn't represent children. Children's got nothing to do with family. You know, for us, it's our parents, our brothers, our siblings, whatever. But with movies and TV, it's family represents your children and stuff too. And that needs to change where it's just not as in your face too. As I said, people, there's a reason why they portray it because the 99% of people who are watching these things have children. So it appeals to the market. So I can understand why they do because they are just appealing to the wider market, but they shouldn't because then 
you're telling people that that's life and that's normal. Right. Yeah. It'd be very refreshing to see some other depictions. Definitely. People maybe will correct me, but I just don't think there's enough. And even with, you know, man meets woman, they're usually younger and eventually they'll maybe talk about, oh, maybe kids in the future or something like that. You know, let's, let's, TV shows, you know, Big Bang Theory or something like that, where yeah, they're all single and then they all meet each other and then all of a sudden they start having partners and then I'm not sure what season it finished at, but I'm pretty sure some of them had kids now or are talking about kids or something, you know. So that family aspect comes into it in these TV shows where, well, you're not a proper relationship without thinking about a family and wanting a family, but yeah. you are a proper relationship by not thinking about children because not everybody has to have children and you can be a very close family without having children. Keegan is my family, but we don't want children and that children will never be included into our family and that's okay. But with TV and movies, that's not how it portrays it. Right. Yeah. There's a very tunnel visioned, narrow definition of family that's often portrayed. Definitely. And like you, like for me and my partner, like we are family. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it's just not, it's not portrayed enough. As you said, there's a, such a tunnel vision of how a family is. If you're going to watch a rom-com or whatever, or comedy about family, nine times out of 10, there's going to be children involved in it. Right. Yeah. We covered for your family, if there was pushback, um, have you received much from other people about not wanting kids? I don't think I've told many people. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know enough people to tell. Um, <laughs> no, my closest friends will be, be like my dad and be like, yeah, I can see that. I yeah. can see you weren't going to have children. And it's because they know me. As I said, that doctor who was had that pushback didn't even know me. But your family and your friends, the people who know you the most, I feel like from my perspective, were very supportive because they knew that that didn't suit my personality and that didn't suit the person who I am or was going to be or will be. So, no, I think everybody's been very positive about it. I have heard from other people that people might think it was drastic or something like that, which I just think is absolutely disrespectful about my decision-making and who what I want in life. I dare somebody say that any decision I make is drastic when they're not the one making it. So yeah. it's all by perspective, isn't it? And I think people forget that just because one person's drastic isn't another person's drastic. Right. It's decisive yeah. and it's what you want. It's how you frame it. Um, so yeah, it's I've de- I definitely haven't had any other people, apart from a couple of comments here and there, but my close people who I love and cherish have never questioned me about it. Cool. Which is nice. And I know I'm probably one of the ones who maybe the lucky ones who doesn't get that because I know that a lot of people maybe do get that pushback from family and friends but I'd say, I think I've been lucky enough and I'm not sure if that is because I'm a male uh, potentially because I feel yeah. like there is in society that still that emphasis of well females body clock you've got a body clock so you need to make your decision right why are we even mentioning about a body clock you just do what you want and if you can't have them you can't have them it wasn't meant to be you know so i feel like there's a lot more pressure on females to be like well you need to make your decision and then even when you do make your decision about not wanting them it's are you sure it's almost like that's what you're on this earth to do to have children which is completely wrong 
especially in this day and age, that's just not what women are here for. And going back to my family, like my mom, yes, she had children, but she was a powerhouse in, in the business world. So me out of everybody knows that a woman is not here to have children and that's it. You're here to achieve your dreams and just like me, anybody else, you're here just to do what you want to do and nobody else can decide what you want to do apart from you. Exactly. Something I've heard expressed from women who I know have gone through sterilization is like the sense of relief after it's done. And I was curious what your experience was. Did anything shift for you after like it was done and finalized? I think because I was, yeah, because I was so certain, but it was such a short period of time. So when I made my decision that children's not going to be part of my life, I think within six months I had had the vasectomy and that's, a short period of time for, for people, especially waiting for a vasectomy. And also, I didn't have much, you know, I wasn't like I knew I didn't want kids for years. And then eventually I got it and it was a big weight on my shoulder. Yeah, It was a six months off. Right, what do I want? Figure out what I want. I got a vasectomy and I couldn't be happier with my decision. And whenever I say to Keegan, whenever we're outside watching people in cafes or restaurants and the kids kicking off, I always say, I've never been happier with my decision when I'm watching this in front of us. <laughs> I always get a big grin on my face. I'm like, ah, that will not be us. <laughs> so it's, yeah. And so the more I see it, especially my brother, like anytime I'm on the phone to my brother, I hear a child crying in the background. And I just think, yep, I'm so glad that's not going to be me. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can totally relate to that. <laughs> it's, it's great. And it is such a relief. It is such like, I say it's, it was short, like six months, but having done it, having made my decision then having done it, it was such a relief on my head thinking, that's it. I don't like, no longer am I going to have to even think about oh, this needs done or what if, you know, what happens yeah. to the worst case scenario. I'm like, brilliant. Like it's done. No children. And that's it. And it's brilliant. <laughs> so it's, it's, it is a complete relief. So it is for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess as we wrap up, what encouragement or advice would you like to leave the listeners? I would just say to people, make sure you block out the noise from family, friends, social media, movies, TV, society in general. Block out all the noise and figure out what do you want? What do you want as a person? What do you want in your life? What do you want to become? What dreams do you have and what do you want to achieve? Figure all that out and make your decision and make it for you because people might have an opinion about it all, but you're the one that has to go through it. So whether you have to be a parent or do a job you don't like, you're the one that has to make that decision. People will have an opinion no matter what you do. People will have an opinion if you did want to have children and people will have an opinion if you didn't want to have children. So no matter what, just focus on what you want and reflect reflect what you want and analyze your life. I think that's the best way to understand who you want to be and what you want in your life. That way you can make sure that whatever decision you make, the final decision you make, it's the right one because you've came about it the right way and you've done it for yourself. And that's, I would just keep saying to people, just do what you want. <laughs> so simple, but just do what you want. Life's too short to try to live in someone else's shadows or live in what society expects you to do. It'd be a long life to have a kid because you think society expects you to do it. Just live your life and do not 
be judged by anybody because there's only one person in life that will ever judge you and that's yourself so just do what you want yeah oh i love that thank you for sharing <laughs> thank you <laughs> awesome and so for those who listen to this and might want to connect with you how can they do so so i've got on linkedin uh, i think i'll have my link in the, the bio or whatever um and you can also get catch us on the website of riseofhappiness.com that's the free well-being magazine keegan and i are doing so if you want to check it out have a look through it and see what tickles your fancy there's so many articles there for from so many different walks of life that i think you'll find something that will be, be interest of you um so yeah there are the two the two ways linkedin or even rise of happiness if you want to send a wee message on there on the contact form or, or get in touch that way okay perfect yeah and i will put all of those in the show notes so awesome Brilliant. yeah thank uh, you so much thank you thanks for being uh, the first solo man on the podcast i really I know. appreciate I'll, it i'll go down in history i'm yeah. from a history buff that's brilliant so <laughs> what more do i want no, thanks so much i'll catch you next time